Welcome, welcome everyone to the On The Mark Unedited Podcast and I'm your host, Miss Nita Marquez, along with my co-host, Mr. Giovanni LaRue. And we are here to take you on an unedited journey to living your life on the mark. Now, for the first time, if you're here, um, or if you've been here before and you want to hear it again, tell them what it means to live your life on the mark. Ooh, I'm going to hit them with a metaphor today. Okay. I'm going to hit it with a nice little metaphor today. So living your life on the mark is getting your eyes on the target, pulling that bow back with the most authenticity that you have, and no matter what obstacle comes in the way, letting that arrow go with the full integrity that it held and go right through it and hit the target every time. Ah, I love that. Ooh, I like that. That's, that was, that's, that's clean. <laughs> oh, that was a little yeah, smooth. That, that's cool because when you have integrity, you are sharper and you are more direct to the and point. And you can cut right through the bullshit. Yes. Yes. And you can shoot somebody in the heart with the truth if they're being full of shit. So tell them what it means to be unedited, though. Oh, yeah. Well, that being said, sometimes you are going to make ill judgments. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you are going to trip and fall. Sometimes you're going to knock your own teeth out and bloody your nose. Sometimes you might blame other people for it. But at some point, you're going to realize all those things and you're going to grow from them and learn how to do better. And you're going to have to take ownership of that stuff to really live your life on the mark. So you have to be unedited in order to live your life really on the mark. And that's what that means. And it's all about living your life on the mark, unedited, living unapologetically. Discovering your purpose. Pursuing with passion. And creating a truth. And that's what it's all about. And that is not necessarily all of the episode because today's episode is be sexually provocative or intelligent at the same time can you do both i think you can i might think you can too i think i think that it's interesting when people talk about being sexually provocative because i'm like that is a term for women and men but let's just talk about women okay (laughs) okay that's Who defined what sexually provocative is? And even more so, who defined what intelligence is and why it should be separate for a woman on either end for both? Like, I'm wondering. So who defined womanhood? I got the answers for this one. What? It was men. We created that whole thing to tell women how to be women. That kind of sounds ass backwards to me. (laughs) Okay, wait. So, mm-hmm. can you tell me how to have a baby? I can definitely tell you how to have a baby. Can you tell me um, what goes on inside my body when it's happening? Can you actually talk about the feeling of it? Have you not watched the news lately? I could tell you. We could tell you anything, <laughs> obviously. Well, yeah, if I turn you into a woman and give you maybe, like, women parts. I agree. I think that's what it is. We have a... We have a society where men have dictated what women should be or how they should be. Uh, which you is said so dictated. Backwards. Yeah, it, it is. It, it <laughs> I'm is sorry. I'm having a Beavis and Butthead moment. You said dick. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. Sorry. I know that was trigger. I know that's one of your triggering words. Uh, sorry. Sorry. Well, this is when we're talking about men dictating. It. Yeah. It mm-hmm. just. Okay. It makes sense when you dictate. You're a dick. So hey. Well, sometimes, yeah, yeah, dictatorships 
yeah. usually don't work. Are led by dicks. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> that's way off topic. Oh my god, I'm such a moron. Okay, but anyways, um, yeah, I think you're right. I think men came up with this confining, very um, precise, um, judgmental, limiting ill-expressed version of womanhood that is supposed to define me, Mm -hmm. my daughters, my mother, my grandmother, my great-grandmother, all the women in my family, all the women in my country, and all the women in this world that live beside me as women. I'm trying to figure out how that actually came to be something that anyone could define who's not a woman. But even more so, let's just, like... So we're not seeming like we're fabricating this. Yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the history of... Um, being provocative? Well, I want to talk about the history of of that definition being, being created by men. Yeah. Before Western civilization existed, if you read... Um, there's a really popular philosopher. He studied with Marx. In fact, he wrote a book with him. Actually, quite a few. Uh, his name is Frederick Engels. Engels. And Frederick Engels is used in a lot of feminist classes. His book, um, The Origin of Private Property, The Family, and the State, mm. was a really, or the family, private, the family, fi- private property, and the state. He actually created this whole theory and then proved his theory that prior to the birth of West- Western civilization, Women were just as much chiefs as men. Yep. We shared equal leadership roles with the men. Although the men were the hunter-gatherers, um, the women were reigning in the village. They were heads of decision-making, yep. um, especially when they were deciding when the men were going to go out and what they needed to go out for and what they needed. So that we worked in partnership yeah. with men. And we weren't subordinate to the man. The man wasn't saying, ha, let me tell you how it's going to go. It was, and the woman wasn't necessarily saying, hey, let me tell you how it's going to go. We were working in partnership saying, okay, this is what's possible. This is what needs to be done. And this is where we can actually execute and, yeah. and get shit done. And be successful. Like about back in the days, it was about survival. You know, it was about thriving as a community. It took a village. You know, um, unfortunately, yeah. I well, fortunately and unfortunately, because I get to stand peeing up. That's always great. But unfortunately, we had stand peeing up. Yeah, <laughs> peeing up. Wow, oh, we're we're all over the place. Unedited. <laughs> Pee standing up. Jeez, <laughs> that's where that came in. But you know, on the other end, I did. I do have a privilege that I, I don't talk about often. But it is being a man. It is a little bit easier out here in this world. Mm-hmm. You know, and we did dictate a lot of the ways that women and just society moves, mm-hmm. you know, based on that conquering mentality, you know, because right. you have you can have a village and it can be happy and it can thrive and it can work with 50 50 and everybody understanding. But to conquer, it's different, you know, and it creates, I think, where I because I wasn't there back in the days, mm-hmm. but I can understand because you can see it now, you know, right. with the Spanish conquistadors that went out and they went tw- and they they you know they took over villages and they grabbed the men and they took them out of there and they mm-hmm. raped, pillaged women, etc. Right. Know, it created this understanding that women should be less than men because men are the conquerors, quote unquote. Well, where you know? you're going, which is what I what I really really I'm really feeling in the whole Frederick Engels thing, like what you're saying 
is really the equivalent to what he was saying is when men realized that they were the physically stronger ones, they were the ones that could go and conquer land, they were the ones that had more clout, I guess you could say, um, and ability to dominate when the when the raiding of the villages did happen when Christopher Columbus came over, it's interesting that those men then decided what the family would be. And the family was meant to serve the man, mm. the stronger one. The women were meant to do be of service to the man, compliment the men, and the children were meant to subordinate to the man. I think that comes into religion terms, though. Because if you think about it, like, mm-hmm. once oh, religions, absolutely. once religions, because there were so many different reli- religions mm-hmm. out there, like, do Netter, and just many different religions that didn't believe that. You know, there was, there was queens in Egypt. You know, there was mm-hmm. queens, and there's still a queen today, Queen Elizabeth, you know? Right. You know, so we got to understand that there was a different way of looking at things. And since we started to move, especially, like you said, I'm so happy you said that, Western society, you know, it created that cultivation of men have to be this and women have to be this to support the men doing that. Right. But you see it now. And like, I don't think as men, we were qualified to right. do so. And like, tell a woman what to do because at the end of the day, we all come from a woman. Obviously, we're created with men and women together. Mm-hmm. So that should go and show you the, the balance of having that there. And knowing that you need a man and you need a woman. And that's the only way that society is going to move into a, a positive direction. And you see that happening today with, you know, being with women being told they can't do this, they can't do that. And now they're fighting back. You know, it, it kind of gives that empowerment back for women and, mm-hmm. and, and for men to kind of humble us down a little. Well, I don't know that it's really necessarily in terms of the fight, per se. Mm-hmm. I think it's just more of a stance and a declaration and we're clarifying for everybody what's really going on. Um, That said, I really think that, again, men have defined sexual provocative behavior, you know, for long enough and women have fallen into the same category against other women defining that um, because they're quote unquote intelligent. Yeah. If you're intelligent, then why is it so bad to be sexually provocative? Mm. Um, when you're complimenting your prowess, per se. Yeah, who you are, what you have. You're, you're expressing who you are as a woman. You might be sexually provocative. You might be very, very demure. You might be somebody who's really really proactively uh, educating yourself, whether you're going to an institution to educate yourself or you just are an avid reader, you're an educated woman. You're feeding your mind. Me, I go to the gym. I wanna be stronger physically. I wanna feel stronger, like in my soul. That's for me what fitness is about. But I mean, I do like to look good. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I don't think that you have to be hot by by those traditional standards of what's sexually provocative. Mm-hmm. And if you are hot, you're not a hoe if you like to express it. And if you are uh, more demure, that doesn't make you virgin-like. There's a lot of women that are walking around categorizing other women. So do you think society plays a big point? Because like you said, we are in a Western civilization and we did take a lot of, um, and there's many other civilizations where, where women are suppressed in a way. But we all know what that pressure creates is, you know, we can't hold that down forever. And do you think 
nowadays with the you know like those things like the slut walk and stuff like that to empower mm-hmm. women do you think that is something that you know because it's a it's such a taboo now because back in the days empowered women wasn't a, a taboo since it's such a taboo now do you think now because you said women are attacking other women about I, it i think that i think that it's really important for us to dictate what vibes with our own personal alignment with whatever edifies us and expands us and amplifies our strength and conviction as women. And if I'm paying more attention to that, I'm paying less attention to judging how somebody else is deciding that for themselves. I think that um, the whole idea of saying, oh, well, you can be this sexually provocative but not that sexually provocative or you're slutty or you're this or you're that I think that's something that weighs on women's self-esteem yeah when they're girls I think for me personally I grew up feeling like I wasn't enough because I did have these curiosities young I did have an interest in expressing myself that way with somebody I I was not trying to be loose per se. I was just being expressive and I wasn't all over the place and I wasn't endangering myself at many times. But even though I wasn't, just because I crossed what normal lines were, I was labeled and maimed by my, through my reputation and made to feel like I was less than somebody else. Mm, So a lot of the times I've, for me personally, when I look, when I hear something like that, a you know, I see women and young girls going through that today. You know, with social yeah. media and like, you know, just the different ways that they expose themselves or they they show themselves in the light. You know, and it's supposed to bring power to it. You know, and for me, I can understand how a young woman. Well, I can't really understand as a man. I can't really understand what a young woman goes through. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a person, I can really understand the what the pressures that come from the outside in. Mm-hmm. You know, and and for someone to tell you, hey, the natural feelings that you're feeling. They're wrong in this society. Don't do that. I feel like it creates a lot of suppression. And, you know, with suppression, it's like a pressure cooker, you know, and it creates people to start lashing out. It creates people to start going on the other end of the spectrum of never finding balance, but saying, you know what, we've been told we can't do this. Now we're going to do it to the extreme, you know, and like, don't, I can't quote anything what's extreme or not. You know, that's up to each individual. There's mm-hmm. certain things that I'm just fine with. It doesn't matter to me. You know, there's certain things that because I was developed in this, I was raised and developed as a man in this society. There are certain things. By a standards. single mother. Yeah. By, by a, a woman. Single, by a woman. You know, I have, <laughs> I have a respect for it already just because, and I'm not a feminist at all. Like, well, trust you, me. you are. You're like a feminist. And there's men that are feminists. They're not like, oh, I hate men. There's a difference between a man. There's a difference between feminism and men haters. Well, feminists again, are not men haters. Anybody who's a man hater, bitch, you're just a man hater. Yes, there's a, there's nothing feminist that. about that. That's, that's a really strong misconception. I want to say the only reason I said that out loud is because of the fact that I heard this from another podcast. It's there's men who use the feminist thing to be weasels. You understand? Yeah, but, like, to like but you're not pretend. using it for that. You're very pro-women, that, so you're a feminist. But that's exactly why I take away the word feminist, because anybody hearing this right now from the beginning can say, oh, this guy's just backing up because he has a woman host. No, no, no. The way that I look at things is I operate in a line of respect all across the board, no matter what gender. You know, So mm-hmm. when it comes down to if a female is being disrespectful, then, hey, there's a repercussion that same way if there's a man being disrespectful. That's feminism. You know? That's feminism. 
I'm gonna shy. I'm not. I'm, we're gonna agree to disagree on that one, okay. only because of the fact that feminism you know, is just think, asking for equality. For sure, but as a as a guy, I uh, I was a young man, you know, running to the store to grab tampons for my mom. I was running to grab for my sister. So I understood these things, you know, where other people are like, ew, the natural things that women feel. Yeah, those you are know? natural things. You're feel, pro that, right? I'm pro natural feelings for sure. Right. I just. The way that I looked at it, and you know, I will take it away. I don't really need to say it that way. I just made it a thing for everyone else to know, like my stand on it, because it's not about you know joining a side. You're not trying to. You're not trying to make a declaration, mm-hmm. but at the same time, yeah, you're saying, look, you're standing for it, but you're not declaring with a label. Yeah, the title. So when it comes down to it, it's just really just seeing it as what it is. As a young man, I was developed around women, you know. Um, the head of our households we're all taken out you know we talked right. about that as right. men like you know young men are now growing up with this false sense of manhood you know we're we're saying that we should be dictators we're saying that we have to say these things and if you don't say it, you're not man enough for your woman to tell her that she can't wear that she can't do that and that's not okay you know well it's not okay but at the same time what i really feel like for all of us women is so so important mm-hmm is to stop leaning on the approval or the opinion of a man. Or which brings us full circle. Which brings us full circle yeah, to the beginning of what, what we agreed on is like who even defined it. The fact is if you are a woman, you define your womanhood. Boom. That's that's it. And if you're a woman who really defines your womanhood, who are you to define what someone else's should be? Exactly. My personal feelings aside just being really um, fair if a man has the right to decide for himself what makes him a man mm-hmm. some men have different definitions of manhood for sure. for and sure. if they have the right to do that and live by whatever confines and respect man to man as long as they're honoring integrity and you know basic mm-hmm. shit then be whatever man you are. Men don't fuck with each other that way. You guys don't hit, hate on each other like that. But women, we <laughs> like hate on each other. No, but seriously, like it's just not the the norm in this society. It's the bro code and blah, blah, blah. Excuse me. The bro code. Oh, you know, that's like, that's the norm. But women, we're just now coming into an era where I feel like we're we're creating a society that's safe enough for us to do that with each other too and live by that that code of, hey, you're a woman because you're a woman. And you're a good woman because you're a good woman. Not because you never had sex with more than two people and not because you had sex with 200 people that doesn't make you good or bad is the yeah, point those are just adjectives that we and then on top of it who are you to define what intelligence is mm-hmm. if you're raising your family and if you don't decide to have a family one way or the other you're still a woman yeah. it doesn't mean you're any less nurturing if you choose not to have children yeah uh, I think I think you know you know but that's like a, again we go back into the society things and I started to realize more and more, you know, being a young man and being in this environment, being in multiple different environments with, you know, I had the blessings of being around many different type of women. I think. Well, <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> well, you know, platonically, we, we talk about things, but when it comes down to uh, it, it's platonically, my ass, whatever. <laughs> but really, it, I, I've noticed that a lot of women, you know, they found a way to still be natural 
in this environment where it says that you can't do these and you have to suppress these feelings. Those are the women and that I, are taking off today because we live in self-ownership. Well, for sure. That's I definitely natural. found women that worked with the system to do so. So yeah, the way I say true. that is, you know, you'll have a... Uh, you know the five friends thing? You, you you can tell somebody based on who they are, based on the five friends that they keep around them, right? Yeah. I feel like a lot of groups, a lot of people put projections on their friendships. You know, they live vicariously through the friends that they have. I've seen a lot of women, in, in, a lot of women, like groups of women and mm-hmm. a lot of groups of men. Same way, you know, they have certain things about yourself that, you know, you might not quite, quite say or you might not do, but you have a friend that will. You have somebody that will tell that person, hey, fuck off. Or you do have a friend that you do talk about. You talk about their sex capades. You know, right. you you kind of live vicariously through these people because I see it in groups of women. Like you'll have the girl, like you know what they always say. Like, well, at least men, what we always said, if you like, yeah, Yo, what you guys hall. always say. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what you guys. But always this is, say. but you got to remember, this is like generational passed down from the, again. You know, and that's men. why we're talking about. But this women today. have also infused that. They they have also helped push that agenda as well without even knowing mm. because it has been women. You just said it. Women hate on women. In a women. Way Okay, women hate on women, but if you're surrounding them with surrounding yourself with friends who are projections of yourself, Mm -hmm. then that's necessarily that's not necessarily hating on. That's what I'm getting to because back in the days we had a quote, and it still lives on today. If you have a group of girls, if one of them's a hoe, pretty sure every one of them is a hoe. You know, that's a quote unquote thing that we created to kind of be. And I don't think it's true. I believe that if there is a group, right, if there's a group of women and there is one girl who is considered a hoe or somebody who, you know, expresses their sexuality because they want to, you know, because they empower themselves to do so, I do see it as there are other girls that would surround themselves around a woman like that because of the fact that there are certain they wanna things. They want to live vicariously. Yeah, yeah, they want to have that thing. And they, they're also women that, and you see it all the time in friendships. Look at Sex in the City. Look at how, Desperate Housewives. Yes, I've watched Desperate Housewives. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know. I know my daughter was watching old episodes of Sex you know, when you have a girlfriend, you got to do certain things, man. I'm sorry. You got to listen and watch certain things. And guess what? I watch Desperate Housewives. But in that, you see it in the groups of friends. Right. Those are all based on stereotypes. Exactly. And not all stereotypes are true, but stereotypes are there and sometimes funny because they're true. (laughs) Well, yeah, they're there because somewhere it exists. And that's why they're stereotypes. Exactly. But there's so many people that can fit in those. And you see how women... In groups of men too, because there's men that you know they might have a guy that's a bodybuilder in their group, but they don't lift the weight. But they they feel stronger around them. They feel motivated around them mm-hmm. versus or a friend that's a musician or a friend that is a player. You know, mm-hmm. and you're you might not have those things encompassed in you as a man. You might not have those things that like you want, but you have friendships that develop that or you start to see like okay well they this is the right and wrong and then that's the right and wrong in there so i'm going to find something in between that fits for me etc etc because of the way society has pushed women to like you know figure out a way to still get that fixed you know without being you know ridiculed for it Mm -hmm. and like we see these things all the time and i think with women especially going into it they felt like you can't be all of these things at once. Well, they felt like you can't let me speak as things. the woman. No, and tell for you sure. how we felt. I was going into like the next thing about saying like you know, there's a lot of women that come into. There are women like you who have come to realization that I don't need all these people around me to like to verify what I am or who I am. So, yeah. I become well, this one thing, an embodiment of a businesswoman and someone who talks and preaches about polygamy, you know? And a lot of people are giving you shit for that. How did you like go how do you go upon that on a day-to-day basis? And how do you um 
you tell people, more people, you know, this is the way to move now. This is, how do you get that message out without being shut down by the man or shut down by, you know, I don't, other women? I don't, I don't look at not being shut down. I just am myself and I pay attention mm. to myself. And um, I think that whatever your poise is when you speak, it may be taken differently by different people. Mm-hmm. But I think that if you're clear in your own reasons for being that way and you're not justifying yourself socially, uh, socially out externally, and you're not justifying yourself internally with mm-hmm. your own mind, if you're not answer. walking into things with a justification like, I'm gonna prove this or I'm this way because of that, I'm not walking around having this like internal dialogue of justifying why I am the way I am. I'm the way that I am. I mean, you can rock with it or you don't have to. I'm I'm cool with it either way, but what it's whatever. I mean, I'm still getting down with or without your approval. And that's okay. I don't even need to make that point to people. I move that way. That's how I get down. That's just how I live. I keep it moving and people can take it or leave it. They can criticize it and wave goodbye or they can, um, you know, join on the ride. (laughs) I feel like I feel like that's a I've seen those things before. And I'm sure obviously you were a young woman at once. Were there any women that I was a young woman at once? I'm still a young woman. 46. I'm young as fuck. Well, you got to understand, like I I have a respect. I still got guys your age asking me out okay i'm sure <laughs> that's not gonna take away from the point that i don't think that you're a young woman anymore as far as like i do believe you're a mature woman i think you're somebody right. who's not young-minded and i right. didn't mean it in that way so yeah no um, i, I clarify just busted for anybody balls. else out there the feminists out there that are trying to come at me you know? <laughs> no. but i is there any women that you know that women nowadays can look at and say you know especially in history mm-hmm. or especially coming in now you know are there there's women nowadays that are pushing that agenda and showing that it was right and it was big before, time before big too. time there's um one of my very favorite quotes is from madonna <laughs> and she said i am turning my nose up to the idea that a woman can't be sexually provocative and intelligent at the same time. I love that quote. That is one of my favorites. She said that in an interview with MTV when she was very, very young. I think she was probably about 26 when she did that. I think I was like 12. Um, (laughs) And I was like, I was so awestruck when I heard that comment that it stayed with me forever. Mm -hmm. And then there's Cardi B, you've got Nicki Minaj, you've got... um, Faith Evans. I don't know if Nikki was a dancer before, but I know Cardi was. I know Faith was. Um, I mean, there's a lot of chicks in the game that are A-listers today that were strippers. And I was a stripper when I was in college. I stripped for like a year and a half, maybe two years. Um, And, you know, it's just like there's a lot of women in the game who are at the top of their game. And they were dancers at one time. And I recently had a woman, speaking of quotes, she said to me in a conversation, um, she said, prostitutes make money with their bodies. She goes, and smart women make money with their brains. And I'm thinking to myself, no, really intelligent women do both. (laughs) I mean, that's what I, I mean, that was my first thought. I didn't say it out loud because I wasn't going to try to argue with her. I didn't really care that much um, about the opinion to to try to dispute it because it's like, whatever, she can keep it moving. That's the way she's getting down. She's doing great. Good for her. Um, I don't personally subscribe to her opinion, but I thought it was an interesting thought process she had. And I wanted to bring it up tonight because I do think 
that you can be sexually provocative and you can be intelligent at the same time. You can be whatever it is you feel is right based on your own compass. If you're the type of chick that doesn't like to be provocative and again, you like to be demure, then that's your prerogative. And I'm not gonna tell you, oh, you gotta loosen up. You gotta do what you feel really comfortable with. And you have every right to walk away from situations and people who impose situations and opinions that give you a sense of discomfort with yourself. Um, because you, your discomfort causes you to rise in defense. And if you're going there, you're wasting your fucking energy. And some people are just not worth it. Some opinions are not worth it. In fact, most opinions are not worth it. Mm. Um, and when it comes to the stereotypes of other women, absolutely 100%, there are existent situations where we do surround ourselves with women who we live vicariously through, I would like to urge on that note, on that topic, that more women pay attention to the women around you and how you feel about them. And if you're hating on them internally or you're trying to condescend to them, you know, you have to ask yourself, are you really being a friend? Mm, that's a wow that's a really good one I think we should talk about that one on another podcast I think yeah I like that you brought that point up because it's it's it is a really good point that you made yeah a lot of men have that idea that there's always a group like how did you say men think there's a group of five women that have what Oh yeah, if, there's, if you well, if you if a most of the time when men see a group of girls and they're like, oh, if one of their friends a hoe, I bet you they're all hoes. You know, it's like they that's a ideology of the player mindset. And then what's the other? You said there's like there's always five different types of women in a group. Oh yeah, you well not always, but you always do have the you have the security guard, you have the one that's not afraid to speak their mind. Right. You know, you do have the one that. And not only women and men too. Like this is just people because they are the same thing in men where you have the person that gives no shit. He'll go ahead and tell anybody or she'll go and tell anybody what they feel and how they feel. There are the ones that are a little bit more on the loose end as far as wanting to, you know, explore sexually. Sexually provocative. Yeah, they're not Not all tight. That's what I meant. Like they're not all tied up about little things. Like they are embracing and engulfing in those type of things because that's what they want. That's natural. You know, and then there's some that are very quiet. You know, they, they don't say much, but when they do, they have weight, you know, or when they don't say much and they just observe and they, t- yeah. you know, they have yeah. a lot of conversation for the people in their group. And those are usually the ones that people always come to and ask, what am I doing wrong? You right, know, right. and and then, of course, there's that other friend that encompasses a little bit of all, you mm-hmm. know, because they start the reason they joined the group or the reason they got into there was because they, they were lacking of, you know, and anytime mm-hmm. that we join a village or we have a groups of people coming together, there's a lack of where a void needs to be filled. Whether you have a village and we need somebody strong enough to lift the wood and we need somebody that knows how to cook and we need somebody that knows how to find the, the, the leaves and the type of plants that we can eat, you know, because we're not going to always have protein, but then we do need the warriors. But what about, what about the fifth one? How many did I get? Mm-hmm, you gave four. <laughs> what I said, the strong, the loose, the, the, the sexually provocative not yeah loose. I like saying loose cause when I get down I get loosey goosey it's a good time oh my time, god right? I don't like that word I it's love it a, it's an I awful love word it. I think you I think it's a negative connotation to it right but yes think, it does I don't does. think it's that well what's the difference between slut and loose like it's a lot harder I think loose for men and women cause I'm not gonna call another dude a slut like what's up slut like that doesn't work okay but the, no sexually provocative works for both I'm gonna sexually say, provocative okay for the sake of the of the podcast sexually provocative because yeah we are talking about okay, it so the but five, my normal lingo of verbiage is gonna loud, be loud sexually loose. provocative 
the bully or mm-hmm. the what did you, what did you say the the, the one that's the one that's could like the warrior it. the security guard the meek wow, one you are missing all whatever the points. you said three you said three four I said like five I said the last one was the one that encompasses all because they had a lack of you know that was the third. That was or the de- fourth. We have video proof to go back on to that, so we could definitely see that. No, for sure. you said because we're said definitely five. gonna keep this shit on unedited. So uh-huh. the point being that I wanted to, I wanted you to bring up that list again because in that list of women, I do feel like there is a facet of each of those five things in every human being. And some people are just stronger in some of those areas than they are in others. Or they just feel more comfortable and more in their element in some of those areas than they are in others. And why, if you feel more comfortable in one, would you want to cause discomfort or harm or malice to another person just because they're not as strong in that area? We said it best in a few episodes. You know, you can, you tend to like not like things about other people mm-hmm. that you don't like about yourself. And the only reason you don't like those things is because society's told you not to like those things. You've been well, suppressed. You're also yeah. oppressed. You've been oppressed. Well, it's been suppressed. I mean, it's been suppressed. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Those feelings have been. Suppressed. You've been oppressed with your suppression of those things. Yep, suppression, oppression, and being all of the depressions of a lot. And you get depressed from that. Big words. Being bombastic. Let's do it. <laughs> Why not? So, I I I wanted to um, just point out like there's an element in each of us of those things, but like I said, with it being a stronger side in each of those elements in each person, mm-hmm. whatever your compass feels best with is your prerogative. And again, like I said earlier, why is it somebody else's right, man or woman, yeah. to tell you? how your compass should operate. It's really, if you're not harming kids and you're not doing anything malicious, who has the right to tell you why, or try to make you feel discomfort and defensive as a result of their opinion about why they think you should be any other way than how you are? I think you said it best there. I mean, coming in, coming into it, you know, being sexually pro- provocative and intelligent, you can be those at the same time. There's been a lot of things that I've told people they can't, but I believe nowadays, especially more since the truth is coming out, mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing. When you lie to people for so long, they believe anything until the truth comes out and they start to realize these things. And I think for everybody that's listening out there now and been, you know, we talk about it, we have fun with it, but mm-hmm. we also are very serious on that note where, you know, sexually, being sexually provocative and being intelligent aren't two things that are separate. You know, there's, right. you can be all encompassing and be the person that you really want to be. If you feel suppressed in any way or how you feel and you feel like the environment around you is going to stop you from being who you want to be, then guess what? We have the ability as people to migrate. We have the ability to change our environments. So, Find something and find the thing that's going to be out there to make you feel the most you, you know? Or go be by yourself like I do all the time. Yeah, you know? (laughs) Hey, there is love and solitude, man. That's very important. Yeah, solitude is super important. Yeah. That's so crazy. We're getting so many gems right now. Yes, yes. So that all said, I think um, I think that really wraps up the episode. You know, whatever whatever your compass is, that's what I really was hoping everybody could get out of today. Women and men, of course, this particular episode was really directed towards women women Mm -hmm. because we're the ones who are scrutinized for that shit all the time. But I just think that whatever you feel comfortable with, whatever you feel confident with, Mm. and whatever areas or groups you feel like you are amplifying your soul in, 
then keep following that bliss, follow that passion, follow the love, follow the things that make you feel light, that help you grow your light. And if you're doing that, you ain't got time to judge anybody else. You just don't have the energy because light doesn't do that. Light just shines. It doesn't judge. It just shines. And that's it. There it is. So live your life on the mark, unedited. Live unapologetically. Discover your purpose. There it is. Pursue your life with passion and... Creating truth. That's it. All right. We'll see you guys in the next one. <laughs> okay. It's hot in here. Damn. Are you hot? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like, right I'm perfect. I show up this unedited teacher a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good blooper. <laughs>